Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. It's episode 212, we think. We've conferred. It may be. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely, yeah, completely. Uh, we're here with Adel as well. Hey. Hey. Hi. How's everybody doing? Good. I'm kind of crunk already, so. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, one of my best friends just defended his dissertation, so we did a social distance drinking in the park, and it was grand. Nice. But nice. also, it was grand. Good. <laughs> Good. You did. You mentioned you had some beers. Was were there beers of note? No, no, no. This was like proper, hey, we're philosophy people hanging out. If we were at the pub, we'd have shitty beers. So it was yeah. four Stellas and then uh, some Diet Pepsi and vodka. It sounds like being 13 again. Yep, that's fine. Hey, look, that's I am fine. in my third adolescence and <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> when do I do reach my like first? A midlife crisis. <laughs> no. no, my midlife crisis was like buying the. 1950s vehicle. Oh, yes. Yes. And that was like 10, 12 years ago. Oh, wow. Shit, no. That was in. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. It was in 2008. That was 12 years ago. Believe it or not. Shut (laughs) up. Yeah, so. Basically, uh, I'm on the path to death. As we all are. Aren't we all? Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All we could do is enjoy ourselves whilst we head there. Um, let's much. crack open mm-hmm. some beers. Uh, Lucy, last mm. I heard, you weren't going to drink no, this week. But instead of the water, I have uh, masala Ooh. chai, so I'll be reviewing that today just to make it a bit nice. spicier. Good. Oh, spicy. Yes. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adol, uh, you and I, one of our beers um, this week, you and I are um, Is that both the one drinking. you want to start with? Uh, I think so, because my second beer is a double IPA. Ah, so my my other beer is a lighter beer, but that's fine. Let's do Ooh, this. I can, I can see the little Arbor can in the background. Which Arbor is it? It's the uh, the Lemon and Lime Pale Ale. <gasps> I knew I was going to have... S- <gasps> really? Yeah. I should have said... Um, we need to start planning this bit, guys. <laughs> we no, say no, this every good, week, and nobody does. Slightly, yeah. we both yeah. got True. video well, gamey polys. of the way yeah. there. Um, I think it's fine because uh, I picked this lighter beer mostly because I knew I was drinking beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's also yeah, pale ale after an IPA, not the best, but it'll be fine. Yeah, well, let's, we'll see what this. We'll let's see what do this, the polls. Uh, yeah. IPA is like. Also, we're not quite fifty percent of the way there, are we? Lucy, if you'd have 25. had this beer, then we'd be, then we'd be fifty percent of the way there. But currently, we're like I don't know, two, two, a third, a third of the way. So, and uh, this is the day to drink because it is sweltering today. Well, it's it good. is. If you're watching the video, you'll see I've pulled my sleeves up. I'm so hot. It's so hot in this little room, especially with this bloody PC and this fan going yeah. and oh, going. Bet, yeah. Oh my god, I'm boiling. So, uh, it. It's a fresh and modern 
sorry, fresh, modern, and vibrant beers produced with passion from Folly's old farm in our hometown of Mold, North Wales. Uh, this has Azaka, Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. The malts are extra pale, Munich, oats, and wheat. And the yeast is Kvek. Kvek? Kvek. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to say that one. Kvek? Kvek. Creek, Look, but fuck you. with a V. Yeah, it, yeah. it's a, uh, it's Polly's <laughs> India okay. Pale Ale, the Daphne Touch. It is six and a half percent. Nice. Mm. And it's got lovely can art. Yeah, very, yeah. very topical for us. Um, the canner is lots of arcade cabinets uh, of various games, uh, Pac-Man images, Mario, Space Invaders, kind of posters in the background of this. Uh, it doesn't even really look like an arcade. It looks like some kind of cobbled together space where arcade machines have just been chucked in at random. I think it's every a, barcade. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. non-invaded yeah. space. <laughs> well done. Uh, happy birthday, Pac-Man. Forty. Oh God! Yeah, he turned forty the other wow. day. Has he had his midlife crisis yet? Uh, yes, because, I think his uh, midlife crisis is when he <laughs> folds in half. <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's had a few games which uh, yeah, fair few. Good, According so. to my definition, he has had thousands of midlife crises. Yeah. Mm, that's fair. Uh, I think your one was slightly twos. better than mine, although we mm-hmm. both Ooh. got quite a bit ahead. Ooh. Yeah, it's frothy. It's a frothy, yeah, it's a frothy beer. beer. Ooh, a, a, a different nose than than the few sort of beers. Um, I mean, it's like so that. much more like passion fruity, like but like light, maybe a touch of pineapple. Like there's a sweetness going on. Mm. It's definitely tropical and sweet. It is, but it's a it's a a very slight a, sweetness, isn't it? A bit subdued. It's not that kind of uh, bright candy kind of sweetness yeah no definitely yeah i mean i think that's why i said pineapple because yeah. pineapples are sweet but they they smell kind of tart yeah and it's it's quite um quite straw in color uh the head yeah. is, is is lasting it's sticking around super frothy still yeah. uh, but it's 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 yeah but i can smell nice, it from here it's nice pleasant nose yeah, yeah it is strong yeah absolutely like so like given that it has what uh Azaka, Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. I, I mean, I'm getting those Citra, Mosaic thing, and a bit of the Simcoe just, fr- again, from like a quarter meter away from the class. Just like, it, it, it's wafting really strong mm-hmm. um, hoppy notes. Well, I've, I've had a sip. That is a lovely beer. Um, you, oh. you're, getting, you're getting the pineapple straight away from that. I don't know, we've had uh, beers where pineapple has worked, it, it hasn't worked quite as well, it comes on not quite as strong. This really highlights that and pushes it really well. And it is that sweetness that you get with pineapple as well. Yeah. Um, that slightly subdued sweetness, which can be a little bit maybe pithy. Um, but it, it shows that really, really well. And it's a little bit creamy as well in the body. Um, I don't know whether that's helping kind of push this slightly more solid pineapple flavour to the front, but there is a you're few right, though, other like, things. Mm. Uh, you're right, though. Like, I think there's other things going on, but because it's so mildly sweet and tropical, like pineapple just comes at you. So I actually think some of that tropicalness is a bit more nuanced. Like, I think there's a bit of, like, something like a passion fruit versus a mango. Yeah. Yeah. But because the, that underlying sweetness, again, not like sweet, sweet, but like just steady sweet, 
it means that any sort of tropical sweet just sends you to pineapple territory. Um, yeah. But, like, I think the tropicalness is a little more nuanced, but because of that, like, underlying sweetness, it's just very easy to be like, yeah, this is a sweet, pineapple-y, tropical taste. Mm. Um, what I'm surprised at is, like, there's a bit of lingering bitterness, but it's so light that the sweetness kind of overcomes it. Even when the sweetness fades, it's like, there's like a, a, a subtle note note of like dankness, but mm. it's so subtle that the lingering sweetness of the foretaste kind of overpowers it. So it's like, yes. I think there's, like, and I think this is where the other hops are coming in. They're just being overpowered. Like you're like, oh, okay, there's other things going on, but also they don't kind of matter because primarily this is just doing that like tropical mild sweet slightly tart thing and so when you notice a more dank note mm-hmm. it's so overpowered that it's like okay well you're doing this but not to a degree that like impacts the overall taste yeah definitely yeah i completely agree it's very um moorish as well uh yes. that 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 i think i find um when i have pineapple that kind of dependent on um, the, the fruit, so dependent on how ripe it is, it can uh, occasionally be overly sweet as well, and, and sometimes you know you have a little bit of pineapple with something and you don't want any more. This uh, has a little bit more of that a pithy pineapple sweetness to it, so mm-hmm. actually it, it invites you to have that little bit more and I think that works well with the, with the passion fruit in the background, with the creaminess of the body and with that very, very light bitterness and the, and the fruit sort of coming back in. Oh, like, yeah. Ooh, I, I want to experience this kind of flow and this journey that it's got through the flavor yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. So this isn't the beer that makes you drink another sip, but it's like there's enough, like there's the, the nuance is sort of like sub one layer. So you're like, wait, did I miss a thing? Maybe mm. I'll investigate. And if I don't, <laughs> I'll be fine. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So like when you're saying like that dankness and that like, those, these other notes, they're like a below the very good, strong, interesting tropical note. And if you just let it go, it'd be fine. But you're like, well, maybe I'll go a little further. And you're like, okay, mm. there's something there. But mm. they're so light. So they're consistently overpowered by that like sweet, slightly tart tropical note that like, oh, I might have to do it again. So it's inviting, it's like bringing you into more sips in a way that it's pursuing flavor rather than mm. quenching. Definitely. Yeah, fully. This mm. is a very interesting beer. It is. It is. I was a little bit worried um, with the uh, choice tonight, only because I had a, a can of Cannonball about earlier. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know, forty-five minutes ago, something like that. Um, and that seems um, a lot more bitter than I remember it. So I'm sat there thinking, oh, this is actually. I, I hope this doesn't kind of impact the next beer. Um, you know when we when we start recording, but actually yeah. this it's it's just cutting straight through that. Um, so I'm really mm. glad that it has that really strong and inviting taste to it. I um, definitely course, find yeah. uh, Cannonball uh, a bit maltier these days. Mm. Maybe mm, not more bitter, but definitely more malty. Yeah, yeah. From what There's I can remember back in the day. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, th- that's one thing that this. So this is a very like layered tasting beer but it like the the tin said what about it said it was like multiple malts it said it was extra pale munich oats and wheat and 
like that's a thing this just beard just doesn't have is like a, a, a an interesting or like a dynamic let's say not interesting but like a dynamic yeah. multi-note like so much is going on in the hops and the foretaste that like i'm not noticing things even like after the fact usually like on the beer like this you would 30 seconds afterwards be like oh actually there's like this lingering something and that's usually where the malts kick in on a fruit forward sort of hop forward beer and it, like actually i'm not lambasting it it's just like I don't know what malts you put in this, but they're kind of not doing a lot, and that's fine because what else is going on is really interesting. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. I'm not really noticing anything, and so it's like kind of surprising that it's like they've put four different malts into this because none of them seem to be doing anything. Which again, I'm fine with, because sometimes you just don't want that give and take in a certain way. Like the the hops are doing that trade off anyway, so I don't think it needs the maltiness. But I'm surprised that there are four malts at work to do not yeah, this? Yeah, I, I think stuff like the oats um, are contributing to that creaminess in the body. That's um, very true, yeah. And and the the Munich... What's the Munich doing? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that in Germany. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yes, yes. I'm not going to I'm not going to try and guess. They are living their lives in Bavaria. Beer. Those malts. Um, so, Lucy. Mm. How's yours? Mine, the solid chart is good. It's not good. It's not It's not like I made it myself. It's just out of a sachet. <laughs> That's so, fair. Yeah, I mean, I cannot be bothered to make a solid chart from scratch. I mean, yeah. so my my mother insists mm -hmm. on making chai the right way. I need like, to go live with her and learn. The, 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 the base is like, depending on the size of the pot, four to eight, like, Tetley's tea bags, because, like, you just need a strong thing. Mm. And then it's like some cardamom, maybe some cinnamon, yes. some cloves, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, actually, turns out. T is T, and you just need a strong base. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just like, you know what? This took two minutes. It'll do. You, you yeah. only get I mean, out as much effort as you put in. But I will say that you can definitely tell the difference between, like, Ooh. those weird syrups and, like, a, a black tea bag and mm. a couple of things that are fresh. Well, fresh, yeah, but dry syrups. Sure. Like, putting cardamom Absolutely. and cloves yeah. and cinnamon in or whatever into... A pot with generic tea bag X is way better than squirting the liquid, the syrup, into a thing that says it's chai. Like, it's not chai. No, <laughs> that's just sludge, slurry. Yeah. What is uh, it with you and what is it with you Canadians and all your syrups? Everything's <laughs> a syrup. <laughs> I don't write the rules. I just live by them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um. One of my friends, uh, I've worked with him twice. He would always, because sometimes he worked an evening shift, he would always uh, make tea that day and bring it in. And it was good. Nice. I was like, just bring a flask for me. Forget everybody else. Because he used to share it around the team and rightly so. But I was just like, <laughs> yeah, but a bunch just of a separate one for me. I'm your, I'm your best friend here. You know? Makes help each other out. Nice. It's good. It's good to, to help your friends and share share <laughs> yes. the love. Always. Yeah. Share your tea. Uh, so, 
Shall we get into our talking points uh, this evening? Probably. Uh, I was I was going to start with you, Lucy, because you haven't got a beer mm. to, to to crack back. But yeah, I will start with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no but. Uh, it's a really spicy no. pod today, isn't it? Yeah. Just <laughs> I think I think it is. Yeah. Curveballs everywhere. Um, I played some of that. Oh, we're going to play MLB the show later. <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Was that a PlayStation Plus game or something? Oh it yeah, you lot didn't you lot tried some, playing we, we it? We definitely, yeah. yeah. Ben and I definitely <laughs> like. I think it was the first time we tried streaming together, mm. and it was kind of a travesty because it's like, well, so I know the rules of baseball and softball, but it turns out there's shortcuts in the default version of the game. And then I was trying to explain the rules to Ben, and they didn't make sense because <sighs> what I was saying wasn't happening. Yeah. But also, it's a shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's so just it's like, no, 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 yeah, you definitely get, like, X attempts. It's like, I got two attempts, and two is way less than X. Maybe the onboarding is not as good as it should be. No. But we did have a random viewer on Twitch mm. who didn't say a thing even when we tried to talk to them, but they stayed for, like, a half hour, and it's like, why are you watching us fumble at this game? Mm. Like, no. I wanted to just tr- engage with this person because it's like... I don't blame them. You clearly say. like baseball. <laughs> This is bad for you. Mm. Why are you still watching us do this and not telling us what it we're fucking? Clearly, at? a human experiment. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's either they knew baseball or it was they an AI. Know the show, and they thought perhaps they'll be pissed, and this it was, was an just AI. I don't think it was that because we weren't entertaining on the. It was. Side. It was AI collecting data. We were just data. confused. So, someone's making yeah. uh, deep machine learning to like. Yeah. How do we teach baseball to people who have no idea? It's like, get any video of two people who have no clue what baseball is. Yeah, but it turns out the right answer isn't (laughs) not following the rules of baseball. Mm. Anyway. um, Super Mega Baseball. You're not playing MLB. No, no. Uh, The only baseball game that I've played is uh, Super Mega Baseball. I think I played the first one. Um, oh, I mean, that game seems like fun, even yeah. if you don't know the rules. Yeah. In fact, probably because you don't know the rules. Yeah, it's very arcadey. Um, and people really rate that series. So, um, yeah, I only played the first one, but the third one, I think it came out recently, is meant to be pretty good. So, if you like baseball, check that out, I guess. But I didn't play baseball. I, I was swinging things around, but they weren't baseballs. They were more claymores and swords and daggers. And yeah, it's in Minecraft Dungeons. Ooh. 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. I own Minecraft, but you not do. Dungeons. If you have Game Pass, you do. Why well, is in like as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've been like trying to figure out the optimal moment to like succumb to Game Pass. <laughs> probably. And I've decided it's probably never because yeah. I just don't play enough games. <laughs> this is. Maybe jump in when any yeah when you're more when you're gaming. <laughs> That's probably mm. the yeah. Um, yeah because yeah there's always the rate but, that in which they add games is uh, quite frightening. Can, so uh, before you get into the details, there's not of, many. Like, so okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess maybe actually I'm asking for specific details. So I've played Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Several times, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I made an uh, like a like a Art Nouveau a hole in the style, ground like house. No, like I, I, I did the glass and the mm-hmm. wood, and I was like, this is cool. Yeah, that's probably and as realized, far as I got. And I was like, I like this house. I like its design. It doesn't matter because all I needed was like a shack to prevent the creepers from blowing me up. Mm-hmm. But I liked doing the thing, uh, and then I didn't really play much. But I get that I'm missing out on all kinds of Minecraft. That's not the question. I guess the question is, so... Given that, like, Minecraft scratches a certain builder's itch... Hmm. Um, and some part of Minecraft is just this survival sort of storyline that you have to, at some point, get obsidian to make a thing and then do a thing, and that's the plot. This is as much as I know about Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me, chat. Um, but, like... It's more than I know. Mike. Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons seems like it's doubling down on that latter thing, or at least it's trying to like. Um, so I guess like it's like what, Diablo, right? Yeah. It, well, it's, so it's I guess a what, what is it? Yeah. it? It's it's Minecraft only by name and by look. Um, mm. So it it is like Diablo. It's a it's an isometric dungeon crawler, um, loot based. I'll, I'll get into the loot systems and. More RPG mechanics uh, in a second, but yeah, it's it's Minecraft only by by its label. I mean, it's made by Mojang, um, mm-hmm. right? And it's obviously backed by Microsoft. Mojang so. Studios. Yeah, yeah. that guy that guy got <sighs> fucked off by that company a long time ago. Yeah, we won't go into that. We don't need to hear about him. Uh, <laughs> we shall not speak his name. Um, I mean, we have. We didn't say it. Um, anyway, anyway so, yeah. So, uh, how many rocket propelled grenades are there? Ah, uh, none. This is very much. Uh, what kind of RPG doesn't have RPGs? It, it, this is this is very much in the vein of uh, ye old uh, swords and you know, yeah, tunics times. <laughs> very Lord of the Rings. Swords and tunics. Got, yeah, it's even got this like uh, British woman commenting over the, you know the start and you know it has. Okay. It's a very but a bare bones story, you know, some illager, because there's illagers and villagers. Yeah. Who knew? Um, went rogue and yeah, and he's basically taken over hordes of evil mobs, and he's oh. just you know taking over the Minecraft world. Do. Yeah, it's very surface level uh, story. Um, <laughs> so there's I, no digging. There's no mining because no, that's below the surface. No, no, it's, it's it's very much hack and slash. Work your way through these uh, quite long and meandering um, different biomes, which is very evocative of like Minecraft. You got right like, the desert. You've got um, you know the jungle and stuff like that. All these different biomes. So uh, in look and and it is very Minecraft. It's it's a pretty game. They've done you know quite a lot with like the lighting and shadows and stuff like that so it does look nice but in terms of the gameplay um, I think a good analogue to this would be like uh, Gears Tactics you wouldn't Mm. go into it for you know third person cover shooting uh, which Gears is you know famous for and does very well but it does well from what I know I haven't played it yet but it does the you know turn based strategy very well it's very competent right. at that whereas this is it's gone into you know isometric dungeon crawling genre but it doesn't it doesn't do much of it it's very it's very shallow like the right. rpg yeah. the rpg like uh 
elements to it. You're, you're basically finding loot in the world, but these levels are just so sparse. I mean, you've, you've got, you know, uh, enemies um, in the world, but in terms of, like, going down a path and finding, oh, this treasure chest here, and, oh, solving these puzzles to find other, you know, chests, and so it, there's, there's none of that. It's like you go down, like, okay. uh, I think... I think it comes back to the fact that these levels are procedurally generated, which doesn't oh. help. So it's like, oh, I've just gone yeah. down this long corridor, beaten all these enemies. Sure, that's good for XP, but I, I mean, get nothing I, I at the get... end of it. Sorry, I was just saying, I get that, like, given that Minecraft worlds are procedurally generated, mm -hmm. why you want to go that way. But like, it seems like to shore up Minecraft with a more linear pro progression, the worst thing you can do is like tie yourself back to that um procedural generated thing because some runs will be shit yeah but like how you make this world enticing is you make the world enticing by design yeah like i don't know like yeah i maybe i'm just being obtuse but it just seems like when you try and add a plot element to something like minecraft you have to add the other side of the thing which is like design right like mm -hmm. why minecraft is an interesting game in all kinds of ways is because it's freeform and procedural but when you try and add more structure to that you have to acknowledge that when you're adding that structure that structure needs to have a form yeah exactly. which means you have to do that work you didn't have to do previously mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it seems to me like you you cannot have your cake and eat it too like mm -hmm. uh if you're gonna put a plot on top of things even if it's still voxels and this is the same sort of moves available, you have to give the narrative via level design. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of people just having shit experience because the role, the RNG was bad? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of RNG because it's basically... I mean, if you, I'll get onto difficulty later. That's, that's a weird thing entirely. Yeah. But um, if you, you know, increase the difficulty, then you'll get you know better loot um but in terms of like upgrades i mean really you, you, you get these things called i think it's like elementals where you can basically uh just increase and upgrade like your your armor set your um bow and your primary melee weapon right and I think the upgrades are interesting because they have, the, you know, depending on what armor you get or what bow you get, they all have different buffs. It's like, oh, I have this armor that if I upgrade, it will pierce armor or... Um, yeah, like, like or, very standard RPG sort of yeah. things like piercing damage or stabbing damage or yeah. whatever. But because it, the game's very shallow, it's very short, it's like five hours um oh like, like maybe wow. yeah oh, it's maybe like i didn't realize nine it was or that ten short. levels yeah i mean it, getting for a level probably takes about half an hour but you know there's about but nine like, or ten or something like that and because that's hmm, yeah sorry go on and because it, you're you finish the game pretty quickly you you know get powerful very quickly and you upgrade these things also very quickly and it's like there's, there's only like three upgrades per um like 
you know, your, your weapon tier or, or your, whatever. Yeah, there's only three tiers, so it's like once you unlock those tiers, there's no, there's no upgrading your character. Like, oh, I get faster move speed or something like that. Um, you do get these buffs that are just like, you know, hidden in potions that you get from killing enemies, and those give you temporary like buffs. But in terms of upgrading your overall character, other than leveling up, there's no granular like rpg system mm -hmm. there, so. oh which makes so, sense it's like it, this is this is a game aimed at probably kids and families mm. and they may not want that experience right, so it's like baby's you... first rpg is that the vibe you're getting yeah in yeah, the sense I, I of like fair. it has dynamics but they don't go very far because you're not going to play very long that's yeah. the premise and that's not a problem to me yeah especially as the game's like i think it's like 15 pounds or 16 pounds or something like that or around that so i don't expect there to be a vast rpg system i think what's yeah. disappointing is the fact that this is a game that is attached to minecraft and has say. that minecraft money and by extension that microsoft money so yeah if you're well, yeah, I mean, that, that's mm. the thing. Like, you can't, like, it's one thing to say we're doing a shallow expansion. It's another thing to say we're releasing a brand new way of playing this game that a billion people own, right? Yeah. Like, you it's want. A, yeah, it's a completely that. different experience, isn't it? And it, it's kind of, I don't know, it kind of screams Microsoft this generation, doesn't it? To just throw mm. something a bit half hearted out at the end of Fully the, agree, the yeah. generation. And maybe just try and entice a few people in, but actually, then you know, if they had something that was maybe a bit more robust and mm. a bit more uh, fully fleshed out to be a console launch game, mm -hmm. which they could have sat on this really for nine months, from what you're saying, Lucy, and just refined this, it and this made it this better. This would have need more than nine months to to be a, <laughs> to be a launch game that is like. You know, this would have needed a design overhaul and okay. more budget, and you know, probably a bigger team that works on it because, you know, yeah. you, you think a launch game, you think of something like Halo, which, I mean, launch games are never that great anyway, but you usually want to come out with a banger. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree, Ben. Like Microsoft have done that this entire generation, apart from a few standout cases, like Gears has been great. Um, mm -hmm. Something like Sunset Overdrive, you know, great games, but. Yeah, it's like, like with the case of State of Decay and Sea of Thieves, this is like this is yeah. just a very undercut experience. But what has given me hope with the games like uh, State of Decay and Sea of Thieves is that they've kept with them and yeah, they've made them into that, really robust games. So that is definitely a thing that I think um, Microsoft Studios or subsidiaries have done a really good job of. Except for yeah. maybe No Man's Sky, I don't see Sony doing the same type of uh, like, doubling down. Second party and stuff like that. No, so. no, but I, but I mean, like, the reason why God, I can't remember. No, no Man's I mean, Sky Sony threw Hello, is it Hello, Hello Games? Games. They, they Hello threw Games, them yeah. under the bus immediately, so yeah. Sony just wiped. But the thing is, them. like, they clearly still probably supported them to a certain extent, and <sighs> I don't know. Man, maybe they didn't. I think that game sold like, enough where they would. Sony were yeah. like done and the like, games just went on yeah. their way. I, I guess like we undervalue these incremental improvements. But just I'm by the I'm, nature of things, like yeah. because it, it we have this flash in the pan type sort of um, news cycle. So hmm. it, 
I just wanted to like put the props forward where hey this didn't work right away and someone fixed it that's really laudable and also that makes us all happier and better as gamers I mean, yeah, I mean Ubisoft do that great is. but yeah. do like Sony make a good game first <laughs> and if it needs improving do that but yeah and it, it's, as it's, the, or it's the difference Horizon. with Sony is how much time and resources they afford to say like a first party studio which are now called what are they called PlayStation Studios or whatever they've decided to call all of them under one banner now versus a sort of a third party exclusive Um, you know they'll give them a certain amount of money they may give them money for kind of marketing Mm -hmm. a little bit of a a push to get them towards the sort of the end goal but you know for something like Hello Games who are who are a super small studio uh, you know No Man's Sky has got to a position now where people like this game is brilliant yeah what three or four years after it's actual release I think it's and that game must have been in development for I don't know three or four years before that uh, who you know they they could never have afforded by themselves to be making Anywhere this game close. for eight yeah. years and then release it now in the state that it's currently in. Um, and I don't think even if Sony had given them a bunch of money, they'd have lasted this long without having to have some kind of you know release. So yeah. something no, like No Man's Sky can, can be. Game. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You can have that second wind, exactly. You can have those people coming back in when the core experience has been updated, when you've thrown in more DLC, when you've expanded the game. But something like Minecraft Dungeons isn't a new IP, really. No. It's not not a new IP, it's Minecraft. They've just done something different with it. No, it's it's, it's, it's exactly the not new IP, but new Mm. game. Yeah, yeah. And you would would think this... should have had that push behind it. Yeah, I would have thought this so. should have like, that. make this the next Diablo three. Yeah, it, absolutely. And maybe it will become that. I mean, I think. I mean, there's definitely a place on like the world map that says new level coming soon, available for purchase. Will I purchase yeah. it? Probably not. But um, it, it mate, you've already purchased the game. You've already purchased <laughs> the fucking game. Yeah, I paid my uh, Game Pass subscription or whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's just one of those. It's like, yeah, it's great when like Ubisoft supports For Honor and like uh, Siege <laughs> for 80 <laughs> years or whatever. Sorry, I just forgot For Honor existed and yeah, I was but laughing it's like, at it. Th- there's a People community love it. who, who love, love it and game. play it. And, yeah, I think it's ben, great that both they do that. You but... and I played that um, we did. beta. Yes. And we were both like, this is a dumb game. And then I thought it three had months after it came out, it was like, yep, stum game. <laughs> yeah. But it was like one of the best-selling games that year, and it's like it's got it's. An, I thought that audience would be niche, but no, it's not. <laughs> and it's like okay, but but the thing is, is that, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Like the you can always see in like all of these Microsoft, uh, you know inside Xboxes and stuff like that. Like, oh, we're gonna have a cycle of you know a big first-party game because we have 15 studios now come out every three months and and i'm just Mm. like why let them cook you've gone this whole generation with people say oh microsoft has no first party games they do but you know rhetoric and you know hyperbole is always going to win out they they don't have the clout as like sony's games which is because they don't you know 
whatever, I don't know what happens in development, it's too much to go into, but for whatever reason, it's like, why would you then want to spend, like, you spent the last seven years having that, and now we're just going to have the next seven years of, oh, look at all these first-party games, they're not that yeah. good, though, they're all yeah. seven out of tens. Again, I think that's something Sony have done well this generation. That okay, they may have had that like roadmap being right. We need a release in this window. We need a release in this window. We need a release in this window. But if it ain't ready, they're not afraid to just push it. There was have some more time. Yeah, I mean, release release the Last of Us two, one of which I would imagine is going to be one of the biggest games this year, versus Ghost of Tsushima a month later. Which again will probably be one of the bigger new IPs of this year, mm-hmm. just within you know within four weeks of each other. Just yeah, I mean, I, I think the key here is um, the the quality is more important than the cadence. You don't need yeah, a new exactly. game every three months, especially the, the, if yeah, games, new games are going to come to that like third party, brand new, fresh out. Yeah, just the, leverage the, that. Yeah. Yeah. The studios have slowly, and I mean slowly figured out that um, timing is less important than impact mm-hmm. and they've taken mm. basically a generation to figure that out like the entire PS4 Xbox one generation has been predicated on push it forward first and then that not working and then finally yeah. figuring out actually people want something more polished and if it's in February or July versus November, they mm. are fine with that. Like, yeah, like last year was a really good example of a surprise surprises in the like economic market of games because we had peaks where there shouldn't be peaks because someone released a good game mm. in a place that's supposed to be a dead zone. And actually, it turns out the market doesn't care about. Yeah, there's the Christmas thing, but other than that, it's like no, no, like release a good game and mm-hmm. people will pay for it and yeah. actually we shouldn't care as much about summer release versus Fe- february is a dumping ground right like it should be a dumping ground but like last year especially like before everything went to hell last year february had some upsets because um economically this should have been a blah because people predicted no one would buy these games but actually good games came out in february and yeah. it's like Turns out, people buy good games, and this was a revelation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. As an ex-economist, I could say a lot more about this, but I will just say that, like, this is the key, right? Like, actually, gamers outside of Christmas, because everyone just buys shit at Christmas. Yeah. Um, there isn't a game cycle, and like yeah. the past two years, especially the past year and a half, has proven that that's the case, and because of that, like. They've had like a lot of studios have been on the back foot because they're like, oh shit, I could actually release something in March, and it's probably okay so long as I can sell it. But mm-hmm. they yeah. haven't like, but all of the PR like machinery isn't designed for that, and so yeah. there's this weird give and take because of the nature of the beast, and it's like, um, what's the term? It's like inertia, the inertia of game salesmanship versus what actually sells games mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like actually if you on a level playing field you could probably sell, sell game x any time of the year 
But because of the yeah. inertia of game salesmanship and it focusing on certain parts of the year, there's just so many more PR dollars that go towards selling a game, and it will sell a game more successfully. Yeah. That's not because people are wanting to buy a game in July or June or August or whatever. It's just because more money is thrown at game sales mm-hmm. in July, August, or, or whatever. I think and, like, some of that it's, comes... It's the industry's trying to figure out how to like level those two things. Yeah, and I think some of that comes from um, things like the conferences. So, you know, E3, great time to show off your upcoming games and get people hyped for everything. Release a game, you know, a month later and everyone is still in that bubble of kind of Mm. hype. And they're like, well, this game that we saw isn't coming out for a year, but this game from Microsoft or from Sony or from Ubisoft is... Is kind of similar to something we saw that we really liked. That's kind of come out. Mm. Let's get this. And so there's always those, as you said, Adol. There's there's kind of those peaks and those troughs that 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 used to sort of happen around those sorts of times. And obviously Christmas and Black Friday and mm. there's, there's Golden Week for Japan and stuff like this where sales do do peak. Um, but with this kind of this changing market as well of these conferences, maybe not having quite the impact that they had over the last maybe 18 months or two years. But also, and we've talked about it before, you know, Mass Effect 2, which released in a January. And, you know, that that dead zone where no AAA game ever used to release. And then Mass Effect 2 did really well. And it was like, oh, all right. People still do have money in January. Okay. (laughs) If an interesting game is coming out, as you say, people will buy it. Yeah, I think from Microsoft's perspective, I think it's just two different business models. Um, whereas Microsoft are like, okay, let's have the cadence of, we need a new game coming out because we want you to subscribe to Game Pass. Mm. We don't want that subscription to last. Yeah. If a, a big game's coming out every three months, then we've got you for the whole whole year, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I get that. <laughs> that that's probably, uh, you know... If, if, if I was looking in the next 10, 15 years, that's where I'd place my bets. That's where I'd want my money to go. I mean, look at mm. things like Netflix and everything's a subscription now, you know. Yeah. Fully, yeah. Toilet paper's a subscription now, so. I mean, you joke, but actually, my Amazon house has been pantry. on a mail-order toilet paper for months. There you go. Nice. So, it's like, that's where I, you know... If I was a betting woman, that's where I'd place my bets. So maybe and in the you long are a betting run, woman. So that's why you're doing nothing. <laughs> yep, at the casinos all day, mate. But that—that's probably where I'd put my money. So it's nice to have someone, you know. Well, we've got Nintendo and Sony doing both the same things. Where it's like, no, they invest in heavily in their uh, first parties and player games like that. But mm. just to circle back around to Minecraft Dungeons, I mean. Right. It, is, it is a cheaper game. It, it, I think people who enjoy so, Minecraft will ha, enjoy it. Do you know how much it is? I think it's £16.74 pence on Xbox. Mm, Switch, specific. it's probably like £50. Pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it on uh, Switch? It's on Switch, PlayStation, it's yeah. on everything. Oh, it's on everything, it's on, is it? It's a yeah, wide yeah. release, yeah. Minecraft so, so the best. I mean, it's, it's like... Clearly based on mine, the Minecraft engine with some tweaks, but the Minecraft engine. I is don't even JavaScript. know if it's the engine though, because it's like 
it, it doesn't have any of like the uh, terraforming or anything like th- th- there's very little minecraft in this there's, oh, no, so- there's not even any crafting and there's no mining right. you know you can't even make your it's own just, it's you just say like you have to go voxel to a looking it's a game and that's the thing it's like there was a game there's a game called riverbond which i think i spoke on this about this part uh, like last yeah year we've talked about it yeah 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 it, which is a exactly the same thing isometric voxely hack and slash uh like dungeon crawler yeah and the thing is is that there's absolutely there's only minor differences probably with minecraft with the slight rpg systems between that game and mine between riverbond and minecraft dungeons yeah and one is owned by a multi-billion uh billionaire company yeah and they both had the same they're both podcast games to me i I just yeah turned down yeah. sound the music's sparse but all right but just turned off the sound and so listened to podcasts whilst can, i was playing can, it. can i ask um one question before we move on which is uh if you weren't familiar with minecraft and it's like universe <laughs> uh would you play this game more than half an hour um it depends what you're looking for if you're just looking to turn off your mind and just slash it crap then well but i mean that in like <laughs> two ways like w- one is is it a like is it immersive and it might not be the other is if i don't know anything about minecraft is this a is this a generic non-immersive thing that i care about um. i'm kind of interested about both right like so like the, on the one hand it's like look it's not as extent expensive as minecraft you can kind of just dungeon call but it's a familiar environment, and the other one is like, if you aren't familiar with the environment, it's not good enough for you. To it, yeah, care. if if and I didn't the, care about the, Minecraft, I wouldn't pick this up. Yeah, that, if that's a question. If I wanted a dungeon crawler, I wouldn't pick this up either. Yeah. If I if I if yeah. if I was into those, I'm not a massive like fan dungeon by any means. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of RPGs as you lot know. Um, so it's 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 not those exactly. <laughs> yes. See, I had no idea what you're on about. But, uh, it's, Sorry, so it's like, uh, yeah. If if I think it's a very good game to get on Game Pass can, if you have kids, I, if you just want to mm, relax. Yeah. If you can, like I just say a word aesthetic. which I think seems to encompass what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's competent. Yeah. And I will Did say it, that. I was. Where at, you can interpret things on either way. <laughs> what competent game means no I to, to surmise so i was gonna say it was competent so you read my mind yes good <laughs> it's yeah. competent i'm glad i preempted that yeah. so i mean i'm not good. glad because i didn't mean to preempt you but like yeah. yeah it sounds like it's one of those games where it's if you have other th- uh, other vectors coming in mm. you will enjoy it but if you don't then maybe it's not for you yeah i, mm-hmm. I think it's disappointing because it carries the minecraft name and yeah. It doesn't seem. I'm not saying it's insidious to like attach Minecraft to something and then it will therefore sell well. I just think maybe you could I, have done yes. a better job incorporating the Minecraft uh, Minecraft elements other than oh, it just looks like Minecraft and some of the enemies. Are, you know, the enemies are enemies yeah. in Minecraft. And Wait, have so some are there not creepers? Mm. There's and... creepers and they blow up and stuff, but. As I say, it's literally the, the only you, Minecraft enemy I can remember from yeah. my brief foray. <laughs> I think that's the weird green guy who was I think clothes. they're just called mob, yeah. 
the mob or something. The rest of the yeah. enemy and spiders. Doesn't matter. Minecraft's but, for babies, and babies are for video <laughs> games. And video games are for babies. It just, I mean, it's a it just seems yeah. like because Minecraft is a brilliant game. You could have just, you know, done a better job at um, like. Well, I guess I mean representing also, it and its quirks and its mechanics yeah, and stuff like that. So. But it's also kind of the catch twenty two because yeah. like, what makes Minecraft an interesting game is the openness, is the fact that you could do blah and mm-hmm. not pursue the plot because you didn't realize that was the plot. Yeah, but is it, it was. It, but but you and, could like, still so when you try and, use like, like the crafting as you know you yeah, could have okay. crafted weapons in this right. game. Yeah. That's exactly. surely no, a given. I, I take it Rather back. than yeah. picking up weapons, right. you could have picked up materials, gone to a crafting yeah. station, and tailored things to yeah. your kind of gameplay yeah. style, to yeah. enemies, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I take yeah, it back. Loot actually, could be yeah. weapons, and oh, I yeah. get some iron ore. If, if you're gonna iron. RPG eyes Minecraft mm-hmm. and you aren't doubling down on the crafting, something went wrong. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. the scope cool. of this game. Sorry, is I, I far missed that in, in the discussion. Kind of glossed over the fact that you were saying it was kind of. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, that's more than enough talk on this media. <laughs> let's open another beer. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to open, um, as I mentioned earlier, double IPA mm-hmm. uh, from Basqueland. This is Mucha Bueno. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, awesome. Ooh, I like it that. Is, yeah. oh, it's, it's a lovely can. Uh, yeah. It is 8%. Um, there is not much flavor text whatsoever. It tells me um, the ingredients are water, uh, barley, wheat, oats, yeast, hops, CO2. Uh, and it does tell me the hops, which are Mosaic T90, Big Secret, Idaho 7, Mosaic Cryo, and Azaka. Mm. That's it. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, I've had a few from Basqueland. Mm. High, high hopes for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did uh, comment. I did see someone else post it on Instagram, and they said it was really good. Oh, so, good. looking forward to it. Cracking this one open. Adol. Uh, so you sort of know what you, you've got. I'm gearing down mm-hmm. while you're gearing up. So, like, we both started with a six and a half percent IPA. Uh, you geared up. I am gearing down in the sense that it is a four percent New England Pale Ale. So it's. Bristol's finest yeah, Arbor. I like Arbor. It's the Citrus Maxima. It is a lemon and lime pale ale. Uh, it's a New England ale brewed with lemon and lime zest and an all citra hop bill. So I'm looking forward to citra all the way up, all the way down. That's what they're explaining. I. Yeah, so, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, we sort of talked about how. We, we we talked on air about how well how should we order these things and like I kind of thought this might be better in front of the polys but actually I think given how much it's like fronting the citrus it should be fine even though it's a lower percentage yeah like if you're fronting this much like <sighs> citra it, it'll be fine like uh, so I'm looking forward to this because. Honestly, I trust Arbor, and I like uh, pale ale that has citrus notes. Yeah, it'll sh- it, it's sure to be interesting. Uh, I suspect pre-pour that I will have to reform my opinion, given that I had a stronger beer before. But we'll yeah. see. Give it a little bit of time. Get it get it cracked, and yeah. I'll I'll talk about mine. It gives you a chance to uh, to sup it and for it to kind of acclimatize to your palate. Um, 
This mucho, mucho bueno. Mm. I mean, that's like no head. It, I mean, yeah, it's 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 very light on the head, but it is it is hanging around. You know, there's five mil something like that, but it's sticking around. Uh, it's a but little bit. But it's like a bit, half finger. It depends which finger, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, no, it's still a half finger. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a little uh, hazier, a little thicker than the the polys. <laughs> But it still has that. Um, it still has that slight uh, straw color to it. Maybe a little more orangey than the uh, than right. the polys. So the it noses. seems quite um, opaque. Like, Extremely. Like you if you face? put a finger behind mm. that, I'm not going to tell that you put a finger behind. Yeah, we can't see either. Just the top. Of you. I mean, put put it. the actual. <laughs> <laughs> performatively yeah there we go like it, it's obviously like on for those on video you can tell that like there's no difference between ben posing with a hand behind it and not and not and yeah that, absolutely like, shows what kind of ipa it is mm. it smells almost a little um a little stewed really but it's nice it's a big it's a big nose some sweetness in there as well. Hmm. If you're in Spain, would you drink it? Is it light enough? Mm. Mm. Is it light enough for Spain? Probably <laughs> not. not. Yeah. It is a double. It's, I mean, <laughs> it is nice. It's a big, big, thick flavour. Chewy. Definitely mm. chewy. And some of that comes through from the sort of that, that stewed nature to it. So it's a little danker, um, a little heavier than the previous beer. Definitely a bit more bitter, but it is edging on kind of... It, it, it feels like it almost wants to be juicy, but have that chewy bitterness to it as well. So that does come across as those sort of stewy, uh, stewed fruits sort of notes. Interesting. Do you, does that reflect in it being sort of drier than expected? It is drier. Like you sup it, and as soon as you have taken yeah. it back, it's just dry. Yeah, it's kind of what I found. And yeah. mm. There's kind of this... Hmm. What is that? There's, there's this flavor that kind of sits in the background when you, uh, when you sup it, when you get those kind of like those initial flavors, even in the middle... And then when it dries, there's this flavour that kind of sits almost above everything else. And it's kind of takes you back to that sweetness a little bit. So whilst everything feels a little bit stewy, a little bit sort of chewy, on the end, on that lasting dry finish, it, the, the sweetness just lifts up a little bit. And it's almost... Um, what are those like drumstick lollies are the thing that stick in my head it's it's not quite a candy sweetness but it's got this slightly fruity sweet note to it that just, just pops its head up again it's like yeah i'm there but now i'm here. and yeah. it, 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 it's nice that it has that additional dimension to it um on the finish especially with it being dry and expecting all of those flavors to kind of, you know, just sit and then disappear. Mm. To have that extra note to it is really nice. It's multi-dimensional. 
Mm. That's M A L T I dimensional. Multi dimensional. <laughs> Let's uh, copyright mm. that. That's it. Yeah, we've done it. Um, Any beer we make can be that. <laughs> oh, well, so I mean, just, I, in, just gonna, in conversation, we yeah. should use it. Uh, so, let me talk about this Arbor Citrus Maxima again. Very clean Arbor uh, can. Uh, boy, does it do the right things. I mean, I think I'm probably more partial to Arbor because they're Bristolian, but also they have the maple leaf <laughs> in like various forms on their yeah. can. But uh, on the nose, it is lemon, slight notion, notion of lime, but like very lemony. It, it smells kind of like if you got a fresh uh, lemon and tonic gin. Like, it's just, like, it's very pungently mm. lemony. Okay. Like, like you could almost mistake this for a cocktail because there's so much wafting oh, wow. lemon. And there's a little bit of lime afterwards, but mostly it's lemony. Like, that's just the nose. Which, for a beer, is like actually quite interesting. Because normally the citrus notes are, like, on the back foot. But actually... You could mistake this for a cocktail in the sense of the nose is so wow. small. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. So often we have beers where citrus is that that backup kind of flavor. You have all of these other things going on. And going, oh, yeah, it's got this citrus running through the background that's kind of tying things together. It's, you know, we actually rarely get a beer which uh, citra is the, you know, the single hop. Or and, and, the one and, and that is like giving the, chance like, to ex- so hop forward that like mm. you can't tell other things. Uh, having tasted it, I'm gonna have to say the sort of the terrible flip side of that, which is mm. it kind of tastes one-sided, lemony lime, and like yeah. I don't want a beer that kind of tastes like a gin and tonic. But a beer, sure. Like it, it, it's like, is it shandy? There's so few. There's so few other mm. tastes going on. It, mm. it does the lemon really well. It's lime slightly less, so you get a notion of the lemon lime dichotomy, which is interesting. But also, this is a lemon lime drink, and yeah. like if you didn't give a shit about beer but liked lemony mm. limey things, you could probably have this, which yeah. is good in a certain like context but also yeah i mean you're in the park earlier shandy would have been perfect right yeah exactly but like (laughs) what i'm not looking for is like this tastes like um me making a like backup cocktail for my house yeah everyone likes citrus i'll just like pour citrus and gin in a bottle and (laughs) in a cup and everyone will be fine like there's so little beer going on yeah but also it's like I'd be okay with that if if the taste that we're going on was interesting, but it's kind of like, if I'm honest, it's like generic la- lemon yeah, and yeah. slightly less if, generic If you'd have lime. a bit more depth to it, maybe a little bit more of a malty kind of body, just yeah, backing the, it up, like a, basically, a biscuity yeah, exactly. note or something in there as well. So, something beery, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm, the problem yeah. is that it tastes like generic lemon-lime drink, and yeah. like if you're looking for that, this you don't go to craft beer for this mm. like this taste is great for someone who needs to have a beer 
but loves gin and tonic. But also, that's not a thing that you need to worry about. Actually, what you want is, I like beer, and I like citrus, give me something interesting. Or, I don't like these things, I won't buy a beer. And this is like the dead zone in between, (laughs) to be honest. Like, I like what's going on, but also, I would rather it with a gin and freshly, like, sliced lemon or lime because it's doing that thing better. And this is like, I'm assuming you like this taste and I will do it the best of my ability. And actually, it does it really well in the sense of a beer shouldn't taste this lemon limey. But if I want lemon limey, I'm not going to reach for a beer. So even though you're doing this better than I think a beer should do it, which is laudable, Mm. I'm never going to reach for this type of drink to do that thing. Yeah. I would rather just gin and tonic, slice a lime, squeeze. It will always be better than something like this because it is literally just fresh lemon or lime. Mm. It sounds like it's probably a, a good like afternoon beer, just something refreshing and easy or it's a garden it's beverage. Might, yeah, or something you might grab, you know, you've been drinking all night, you think you want one more. Perfect beer to grab. Easy lime lemony I mean, yeah, just I mean, to finish it's 4%. your night. You don't really want another drink. But Yeah, it's four percent and like I was hoping for a little more liminess because that's harder to replicate, but like mm-hmm. honestly I could make a gin drink taste like this. Yeah. And I would do that kind of nine times out of ten when I wanted this type of taste. Mm-hmm. And that's sure. where this yeah. fails. It's, it's, it's like laudable because it's malleable, but the way it's malleable is not interesting for me. What beer you should do like, is use it as a chaser for your gin. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh. definitely. And yeah. then I should out. pour two ounces <laughs> of gin in it and then like squeeze two to three slices of lime it'll yeah. probably taste exactly the same but I'll get drunk fit <laughs> faster exactly because exactly. I need to get drunk faster yeah yeah <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously <laughs> right Thanks, fam. let's talk about some more games I'm going to talk about a game um, I played a game yesterday on my phone oh. uh, it's called Ooh. A New Life Oh yes, I I put that on my. You've got this wish list on Steam, Lucy. Yes. Yes. Uh, or I think um, I was looking at it yesterday. Mm. Um, this was a game that I mentioned a few episodes ago that I could not remember the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, something that from the trailers reminded me a lot of uh, Florence. Mm-hmm. Um, just through the uh, the use of kind of the characters in the trailer. Um, and uh, I had a quick look on Steam and I thought actually this feels like I should play it on mobile and Mm. yeah it's like 80p more uh, through the Google Play Store than it was on Steam but it's less than 3 quid it was like £2.80 £2.89 something like that and on Steam it was just over £2 but um, it is a game that actually probably shouldn't be compared to Florence at all, apart from maybe just in uh, terms of its um, narrative. It's tone. Um, it's a visual it's, yeah. novel. It? It, it is a visual novel. You mm-hmm. are clicking through conversations, mm-hmm. and um, 
you are clicking through conversations between two uh, girls who fall for each other and you're exploring their relationship. And it's quite prescient in that um, part of it happens whilst a global pandemic happens. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know when this game had started in development, mm. but it has released at exactly the right time. Yeah. And um, it is a game which had me um, not quite crying, but mm. I'm like, you know, my throat is going. Teary, teary. Teary, well enough. Teary is yeah, yeah not, well enough. We're not ugly, crying, um, bawling and in fetal position. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and that is that is in part because of the um, the way that the 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 two girls or the, the two women, as kind of the story evolves, mm-hmm. um, talk to each other, the the relationship that they have. Um, a slight criticism is that things do feel a little bit rushed in those early stages you know you're going through kind of those formative conversations between these two characters um you know at some point talking about um what they want to do with their future self you know in their future i think actually they meet in school or in college so the initial chapter is them you and 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 the initial kind of uh first gameplay element is Mm -hmm one character coming over to a table where the other is sat and saying can i sit here mm-hmm. and you can choose whether to say yes or no um no mate sorry yeah <laughs> so i did try game that option over. so <laughs> part of this game is you you go through it mm-hmm. and the different things that you pick will give you an outcome it's almost like a pick your own adventure type novel yeah you know you're running through picking these different dialogue options and uh, either um, conveying thoughts to the other character or holding them back, uh, these sorts of things. And you might hit kind of this dead end. Mm -hmm. And you'll be presented with this kind of, not quite a game over screen, but the screen which sort of says, I, you know, and and I spent the rest of my days alone in in a very basic, not, (laughs) not at all in the tone of the actual game kind of way to put it. Uh, and I don't want to give things away because this had like gut punch after gut punch. Mm. Uh, I think my first ex- my first play of it took maybe ten or fifteen minutes before I hit the first kind of end screen. Right. And then you get presented with this idea that uh, maybe I could, you know, the, the character says maybe I could do this a different way, and you you get this nice animation of it actually reversing through kind of those choices mm-hmm. that you've made. You can then go back to a screen and pick a different chapter. So actually, you can think, well, I don't want to change what I picked in that chapter. I don't want to change what I picked in that chapter. I'm going to focus on what I discussed with them in this chapter. Maybe look at how the, the those conversations could have been different here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I did that. And I maybe played through it four or five times, okay. roughly, before I got to uh, what I would assume is the actual end of the um, of, of the experience. Mm-hmm. And and in that, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I'd welled up at the ending on my first playthrough. I then, I my second playthrough was, uh, can I sit here? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a very short experience yeah. before starting again. All right, bye. Uh, yeah, mind. pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and 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 a really kind of not um, not harsh. 
uh, kind of ending, but one of those like you know we never knew what would be type mm-hmm. of things because it is all about the relationship between these two characters. Right. Um, and I was very surprised when uh, my I think my third playthrough uh, actually took me. Uh, it didn't have a different outcome to the point that I'd got to. It actually took me further. So, you know, the point that I had finished the first run through was only in maybe uh, like chapter three. Yeah. And there's about six chapters in this to be able to kind of get through. Um, And and I would, I mean, I highly recommend this game for everyone to play because it does, it is really good. It is that level, that uh, that kind of uh, level of Florence in terms of how it, um, how it affects you um, in its tone. Yeah, absolutely. Emotionally. Uh, and I think it takes some uh, some understanding being like okay yeah this is a game and I can see that maybe there are branching paths and if I pick this something different will happen mm-hmm. which right. I wasn't expecting when I went into it uh, one good point about this and I'm, I'm not going to say anything about the story because it is so short mm-hmm. the first run through was maybe 10 minutes uh, the one that took me all the way through which I did start from chapter 1 took maybe 20 minutes something okay. like that yeah. so it's a really short experience mm-hmm. um i i think i probably played it in total for an hour um oh so it's really like it is really short yeah conceptually yeah. short yep and uh one of the things that actually makes it shorter but which i appreciated mm. was if i'd started again or i was playing through chapter two Mm. and I thought actually I'm going to pick the same response to this question that actually it was a different dialogue and that it was shorter than the first dialogue I had so they had you know they they spoke and it was a a, a kind of a a talk and response between maybe ten different points but actually the second time I hit that it was only three and then moved me on to the next decision to make and I thought, well, I know what they're going to say for the rest of this. This is brilliant. I don't need that extended form of this part of the conversation. Yeah. The game knows, hopefully, that's what it was, that it knows that I have done this before. Yeah. And it has kind of just fast-tracked me through to the next decision right. to yeah. sort of make. That's visual really novels smart. have gotten better at that. Um, yeah. Because a lot of the thing with visual novels is, for a lot of people, um, seeing all the endings. Uh, yeah. You know, and then... Some, or at least like it, feeling like you had the chance to yeah. get to the other endings, get like, the good mm. ending, or see the yeah, so bad ending like, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Vi- visual novel sort of plotty games have completionists who are yeah. like, I will replay <laughs> it massively, and I will figure it out. And then there's people who are like, Did I get a good like? I want the good ending. I'm only going to do a primary run through, and if I didn't have a chance to do that, I'm going to say fuck you. Yeah, and so, <laughs> like uh, oh, a game of this type has to toe that line because you need to make the primary slash good ending the default without making it seem the default. Because if it's just a foregone conclusion, those same people are gonna be like, "Well, oh, fuck you. There's no way." Blah blah, which sucks. And I get as a game designer, that's not great. But like, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, like the vast majority of people who play these games play them once the way through and want the ideologue. I, I I think it's sort of actually the opposite. Like a lot of people who play visual novels, 
they're min-maxing everything. No, <laughs> and they, and I they get that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Everything. I'm saying yeah. outside of the min-maxers who will always just play enough times to optimize, the ones who only play at once mm. or play at a minimal amount of times want the minimal amount of times to get them the right answer. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the difference. Yeah. Is like it's not that they won't like go back two steps, but they don't want to go back five steps. Yeah, and because what I've seen the right. The, the ideal ending should yeah. be easy to find mm. but then the min maxers are like actually the right answer might take more effort so you have to toe a line between those because those are the primary audience yeah and, and i think this is uh, no no one casual will ever hit either of them right mm. like the casual person will never be the min maxer nor will they be the ideal first run person and so you have to like Wash your hands, but no, because if someone goes through, they need to have a decent ending so they sure. can recommend it to your friends. But if the decent ending is really easy to accomplish, then the non-man maxer type is like, well, but why am I doing this? It's awful. I think, like, <laughs> gamers are a disease. Yeah, but I think what a lot of the designers of like these visual novels, uh, they put in a lot of tools to, yeah. you know, cater for both. Like that sometimes they just do. Oh, you can completely speed up the text to get yeah. to this point. Um, like which I think is like, like yeah, that. the best the when best move is just acknowledge yeah. that some people are min maxing and they don't care about the content. Mm -hmm. So give them a tool to skip the content they don't care about. Yeah. While like, well, like being blatant about, if you care about that content, you shouldn't use this tool. Yeah, but also people people read faster than a lot of text kind of displays mm. itself if it is like continuous, uh, you know, text. So it's like yeah, but like I found myself a lot with this game that I was tapping, I was tapping the screen to get through to the next text. So I'm like, yep, red, yep, red, yep, red, yep, red, yep. I'm gonna sidetrack a bit, which is I mark undergraduate papers turns yeah. out i i read quickly and i read quickly in a way that i can absorb like the dialectic like what someone's argument is <laughs> if if i had to like wait to like have some machine tell me what this person is saying <laughs> i would hate marking so much <laughs> but i know people who are good competent philosophers who read at the pace of word and that's not a bad thing it just mm. means like they're like oh yeah i just kind of like read it out loud to myself and then do this evaluation i'm like that would drive me crazy <laughs> oh it's not like i'm better than you or you're better than me it means that, like there's different ways different of doing working this. absolutely and again it's just accommodating for those different ways yeah, yeah. what well, yeah. why i bring this up is because with gaming i think you you because you're trying to like sell you're gonna try to court the lowest common denominator, which is yeah. If I got mean. the game to read out this thing to you, would you be happy? Mm. And then even if I don't get the game to read it out, I'm gonna get get the game to spool it out in the same way. Where like when you're like, I can read quickly and I want to problem solve. This makes games really dull because uh, I just. I want to know all the bits and pieces of the puzzle, and I want to just find it. But yeah. I'm trying to pursue this goal at a pace that isn't the same 
as a narrative version of those clues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also the narrative version of those clues lines up with the like, hey, I just want you to tell me those clues really clearly. And neither of those are bad, but they, they line up really well. But the, yeah. the version that I want is like the fast-paced blah, because I happen to read quickly. That's just a thing yeah. I do. It's, it's just an accessibility it's, thing. Though. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. A but game like, that did text really well is like Eliza. It's like, oh, I can mm. just get the text to read automatically at this pace. Fast. Yeah. I don't know if it did like fast, that, medium, slow. Yeah, but that's I a great example of how a game to, yeah. like is good at mm-hmm. trying to navigate that, that tension. Like, where games falter is often like, uh, we paid some voice actor to read a thing, so we're gonna just make sure they read it. And it's like, yeah, actually, some of your audience doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, you must now. The audience who wants it paid for, (laughs) and the audience who wants it at that pace doesn't necessarily need that person reading it. They just want it spooled out that way. Those are very different things, right? Like. Options in games, that's what we need more. Yeah, so, so but like, it, it's tough, and I get it, because it's not like... Is it tough? I mean, I've heard from, you know, so many developers that it's very easy to implement these things. It's just that they see I mean, the number of people that would benefit, right? and yeah, yeah, everything's about budget and stuff like that, but I don't think it's a hard thing to do. Well, yeah, I mean, Maybe. I, I think the no, big thing is, like... Financially, uh, but voice acting and that stuff costs a lot of money, but often in a lot of games where it's not the foreground move, like where you're not doing a acted out cutscene that everyone needs to just pay attention to, when you do it as a minorly secondary thing, it's really easy to redesign the game where that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So for example, Ben and I have both said that, like, actually, I kind of read quicker than I hear. So I would rather the voice acting didn't exist, but you fucking had to pay for it. So you're going to definitely put that in the game. Yeah. When if it, when you could design the game where the nuance is in the voice acting, or at least even if the nuance has not changed, you just say, like, this is the MO, this is the modus operandi, like, you're in this thing. And you have to listen. And then we wouldn't begrudge that. But when mm. it's pseudo-optional and you're paying for it, you just lag people who have a slightly different than your default yeah. point of view audience. Mm. And that just turns people off. Like It does. And I, I think some of that comes down to uh, to writing. So with A New Life, a lot of those, you know, it is conversational. So there's not big monologues. A lot of it is uh, a sentence... A sentence and a you know two sentences and then the other person will talk or interject so it's not a huge amount of text to yeah. have to swiftly kind of bust through and stuff. Is it just so, like choosing like little dialogue bubbles? Yeah, it is. It is dialogue bubbles exactly yeah. that. So uh, a character might say, um, you know, I've been working lots. I, I've really got to get this done, yeah. and the other one will say, you know, you've either got kind of the choice of I'm worried about you or yeah, I understand something around that kind of yeah. thing um, and you would pick say I'm worried and they would say I'm worried blah 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 blah, and the other character would then say something and then yeah. it would go back to that character and, and, it, and it is very conversational uh, and ben, it's very uh, uh, it's very swift I'm wondering um, the developer of this game which 
Steam says is someone called Angela He. Um, yeah. I know they've made a game that's on itch and steam called miss messages i've had it downloaded for quite some time it's free okay um i was wondering if you'd played that i have no i have no of it yeah but i haven't played it yeah no i did look at the other games that they'd made on um on the mm. google play store and there's one called wholesome cats which is free that i'm gonna okay. look at it's got cats um, in the title i'm sorry yeah exactly how do you go wrong um, and there's also a game called um, There's This Girl right. which again um, is free uh, which is uh, I think again an, another virtual novel style game mm. um, so um, I'll look at those but I haven't played uh, anything that they've made on, on it. Yeah, I, I just uh, heard but, that Miss Messages is meant to be really good so maybe one okay. to check out as well. well, sorry there's a fly buzzing uh, yeah. yes okay. I definitely Missed messages. Yeah, uh, it's it's such a vast world, the visual novels world. It's like um, absolutely. There's a website. I think it's I think it's just called Steam Two Fifty, which just like points out like trendy games, like what games are rising to the top, what what what, yeah. what hidden gems people are. They've got a whole separate like website for like visual novels. So. I mean, there are a dime a dozen. Not, I don't mean that negatively, but it's just like there's a lot of them. So there, there yeah, are, there that are. Makes sense. and I, I think this this kind of stands out in that actually it's you know when I play visual novels, mm-hmm. you do occasionally get that you know you're one character, and it does go into kind of monologue mode, mm-hmm. and that character will just do reams and reams of text. Whereas a new life is, it's about two characters, and yeah. you occasionally switch between who is mate, who is driving the conversation, and who you're picking kind of answers for, or who is maybe looking at their phone, and uh, you know the, the image of a phone will pop up, and you can either pick a message or pick the news article about mm. the pandemic that's going on, which may yeah. then inform later conversations and oh, things okay, like that. That's interesting. Um, and one thing about this which really needs to be highlighted is that it is absolutely beautiful. Mm. Um, right. It yeah. is, you know, Florence had that lovely, very dark black lined and solid coloured cartoony nature to it. This so is this is light and beautifully watercoloured. Yeah. And it just looks fantastic. And again, saying about how those, you know, you go into the same chapter... And they're having the same conversation. And actually, there's a moment, and the point that I noticed this was that yeah. the two characters are in bed, and they're kind of lying, um, sort of almost spooning, like you know. Yeah. And then in the next time I went into that chapter, one character was actually on her back, and the other one was holding across her. Okay. So you had a similar conversation, but the animation was slightly different. They well, were in nice. a different that's position. Really and it was it was really good because it felt like a different playthrough having right. that slight change hmm. and they don't and the animation is not much it's kind of still image of the, the you know the two women lying next to each other and then one of them will talk when the next bubble pops up it's a different image and she'll be looking down slightly at her right when yeah, the next yeah, one yeah. pops up her head has moved back up you know it's really simple it's really easy to take in but it looks beautiful. It's yeah. stunning, and it's and it is kind of impactful, especially when you kind of get those the scenes that are 
uh, like narrative driving that are that kind of change in tone yeah. that um, it does slightly change how that I mean, affects and it, it may like it just it just washes all of the color out but that's and exactly suddenly like wow that this is like a hitting kind of yeah. moment yeah because like what you want from those moments isn't something that's like amazingly world bending you want something that is world affecting even if it's yeah. small which is why i think that like yeah the nuances of small games really go the distance like Florence probably isn't the right example because it, it doesn't do that sort of if you're in a different point of view you'll have a different notion it absolutely just and I, I I mentioned when you'd um when you when you got up and, and left the room I I said to Lucy actually Florence at first seemed like the right um sort of touchstone for this but actually it isn't at all yeah yeah like what Florence does is amazing. If you've never played that, fucking play it. It yeah. is. Mm. Uh, I mean, and I'm not just saying this as a person who's gone through grief of a very similar like relationship point of view as that game. It's just really good. If yeah. you've ever yeah. had a an adult relationship with a partner, same sex, opposite sex, I think you can like translate. But like yeah. that game is harrowing because it's grounded it's a yeah, horror absolutely. game actually yeah it, it, it is it is <laughs> straight a grounded, up survival horror go, yeah exactly right but like junji to kind of horror you know, <laughs> you know play yeah, i don't know song. if it's junji to kind of horror <laughs> i don't know if i will ab- abide by that claim but like what makes it interesting is that mm. like baseness mm. but like coming up with that mapping is a notion of like yep this works but like some games aren't and like you're right like actually there's certain like games or experiences whatever you want to call them that like are, are sufficiently flat that they can map beyond something like so Florence works because it's a very niche thing that most people will probably have experienced Mm-hmm. But that if that nicheness is it's like undoing in the sense of if you don't know that relationship, you're gonna think this is kind of a bullshit game. No, I think it does things mechanically interesting. That oh no, but I just mean like yeah. the, the the impact of that game of the story. Yeah, maybe. yeah, the mm-hmm. impact of that story is totally emotional, and I think if you hit your mid twenties, you will have had something similar enough that you can relate to. The Florence dynamic. Yeah, yeah. if you're if not you 10 years are old, like maybe, 18, yeah, you probably you might not have, right? <laughs> you're gonna be like, I kind of get what's going on, but you don't get why this game is super impactful. Yeah, and I, I think a new life is similar. Uh, that's what that, I was trying to hint at. Yeah, yeah. In the, it, the 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 kind of whilst I have never experienced um, the the notes that kind of play out through this game. I could completely relate to it when that kind of hit, especially as it is set during kind of a pandemic yeah. as well. You know, <laughs> that <laughs> idea. And, and, and it's kind of, um, once you've actually, there's a point in a later chapter where you, you, you actually come out the other side of this pandemic and there's other things that sort you of happen. You haven't experienced that. And I'm that. just sort of like, you know, just, just again, as I said to you, Lucy, not quite yeah. in tears, but I'm like... Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. you choked up. Oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Your heart got torn into it. I think that's <laughs> that's the moment like that here. I think... Yeah, yeah, but I think that's, that's the moment most game designers aim for. Yeah. I don't want you to be so worked up that you don't play. I want you mm-hmm. to be choked up and you can play. So actually, like, what what a game designer wants is you to hit that, like, threshold of being like, oh, well, I'm mapping all kinds of things and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That sounds great. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play Miss Messages. I mean, mm. I, I wanted to play it anyway, but it's it's hey, moved yeah. up priority now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I would suggest. Sounds great. Uh, you know, a, again, a new life is. Um, it's only no, like two. Pounds, I played maybe about an hour. Right. Uh, in total, I had about five different playthroughs, um, getting to different areas, uh, different areas, uh, different. Um, Dialogues. Different chapters, different yeah, dialogue. Chapters. Um, and uh, and every single one of them I wanted to progress. I, I don't think I ever got to a point within that time where I'm like, no, I'm done, thanks. I, I, I get what this is. Uh, no, yeah. I, I wanted to see that through. I was invested enough. And as I said kind of at the start, the only criticism I had was maybe the... The first chapter um, was maybe a little bit too short that you're, you're kind of... You're like, oh, hey, let's hang out. Or let's now, you know, maybe hang out a little bit more. Oh, no, now right. we're in a relationship. Now we're in a relationship, done. Yeah. And we progress so quickly through that that you miss maybe those kind of formative early years of that relationship. Right. yeah. Does that um, detract from, like, getting to know the characters? And... Uh, it, do you think if you had, didn't. I mean, you say that you choked up anyway. But do you think yeah. having that context would have... Brought it all the way to tears. <laughs> I think maybe. I think yeah. maybe the context and being a little bit more connected to the two characters hmm. may have uh, may have just made me fucking weep. Um, <laughs> so maybe it's good that it didn't. <laughs> so yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, but um, I kind of, I, I almost wanted. I think that was the that was the takeaway from this. That I, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted just that little bit more um, that actually yes the experience that I had did make me feel such a range of emotion and quite strongly but that I just wanted that extra little step and whether that was from an early scene from being a little bit more connected to the characters uh, I think would have worked just that Mm. little bit better that's interesting I wonder if I would have cried at Ori or wouldn't have cried at Ori if I hadn't played the first. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah, very hard to say. say. The same as like the same, but it's it's one of those that you think about Red Dead and Red Dead Two. In that, yes, you've experienced Red Dead, and you know one of the characters, and you have experienced their. You know, if you got to the end of Red Dead Redemption. You know what happens to that character at a much later date whilst you're playing Red Dead 2. But they are not the focus. You're not connected yeah. with that character in the same sort of way. Yeah. You're on a completely different focus. Yet still, Red Dead... I mean, the, I can probably count on maybe two hands mm. the games that I have actually cried at. Yeah, um, and, and Red Dead 2 is on the second hand, I guess. 
but <laughs> because of like it, uh, that is solely driven by Red Dead Two, yeah. not by Same. Red Dead Redemption, yeah. not by right. the yeah. uh, not by the original game, which is a, a sequel. So. You, Red Dead Revolver, it's, it's, yeah. not by Red Dead, not by Capcom's <laughs> Red Dead not. Revolver. Yeah. There's no way games. anyone has any um, strong fucking emotional feelings from Red Dead Revolver. It's just no, not. absolutely just not. However, game. how had you played Gun, which was a brilliant game when it came I out? I fucking loved Gun. Yeah, that's a brilliant game. That evoked him. I owned it on PS, no, PC. That's a PC game. Oh, Shouldn't that's have been a, PS2 a PC game, game to me. Yeah, 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 I'm saying, yeah, like, by yeah. the time we came to PC, it probably shouldn't have been a PC game. Strangely enough, to, to take this on a completely different tangent, mm. I think Gun was the... <laughs> How did the, we get the from first, a visual I, I don't know, mate, I don't know. <laughs> but Gun was the first game that really um, brought to me some kind of notion about what Native Americans had gone through. Mm. Like, I'd never... Oh. I'd never been yeah, told about yeah. that in school. I'd never had any stories about that at all, and actually gave me this kind of slight, very very slight understanding, or at least some kind of notion about what that history Era was. was. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's fair. Games Don't underestimate gun. Yeah. No, sorry, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Yeah, games are educational even when they don't intend they are. to be. You know? They absolutely like, are. Especially, like, and again, this, uh, A New Life, a game where um, you say about Florence, you know, needing to be maybe a certain age and having a certain experience to kind of understand. Uh, a New Life m- yeah. may fall in that same kind of category that um, you uh, uh, perhaps need to hold something dear enough to you that you can see why you know to elicit that emotion from you from the from the outcome and kind of what happens through that uh, through that story but it may just be that kind of gateway game which makes you think slightly differently which brings someone else's experience to the fore and uh, and help you kind of understand how other people experience life and how they feel and that actually it's exactly the same as how you experience life you know on a certain scale yeah Yeah. i mean you can take anything out of it as long as you're not a sociopath or a child because children are sociopaths you you can probably get (laughs) completely that's just completely just self-fucking absorbed (laughs) sociopaths and games Great, with yeah. capital G, they're, they're sociopaths as well. But like something like, I don't know, Firewatch. If I'd played that when I was 13, it probably wouldn't have had the same effect. The same yeah, effect. You, yeah, you yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt anyone under, under the age of 20 listens <laughs> to this podcast, but sometimes you just need a few notches on your belt too. It's, it's like... It's like um, we've been talking about Kentucky Route Zero recently, because you're playing yeah. through it, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's like even though I played those episodes when they came out, um, just having a better understanding and analytical mind now, like yeah. I've in a weird way grown up with that game because it came out what eight years ago, like twenty five years ago. Kentucky Route Zero. I think that's it, entirely it specific and important, right? Mm. Like, uh, yeah. especially I on a game seven like, years ago. 
Hmm. Actually, what makes certain episodic games work is the fact that the developers and the audience are maturing at the same rate. Well, some of the yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that just... I'm... Yeah, but like, why no, that move works <laughs> is because, <laughs> like, the developers realized that they bit off more than they could chew, roughly, in the sense of, like, what we can explain. Not what we <laughs> need to explain, but what we can explain. And they did that for a couple episodes. But also, the people who were, like, fans of what they were doing were like, cool, I trust you, so I know more about the world that a narrative move within X minus Y is suspect, but I'll give you the benefit of that. Like, <laughs> I think games like that exist because um, the developer... Because Twin Peaks was made, basically. Exactly. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Like, especially, like, the, the, the last episode, season of Twin Peaks, which was a continuation of, what, like, 15 years ago mm. before? Like, it yeah. was... The, the whole point was, we're all on the same page with respect to our background. So we just have to accept it. Yeah. Now, what can we do? And there's a lot of games that are, like, kind of, like, back-premised in that way, which is, like... The the like the reason why you care about this is a thing that's kind of problematic or weird or whatever because games were simpler five ten years ago, but what I want to say as a developer is something more complex. But the only way I can make that point is to have you just accept this shitty premise. Yeah, and the shitty the premise is shitty because again, like if you pay attention, then like there's no way to like square this it's not that it's bad like it's not that it's like objectively bad it's just like if you care about all the variables there's no way to square them but also if we just accept we can't square all those things we can move forward while like recognizing the past which is how we all sort of bought into this and that's well, why we're like still talking about gun yeah <laughs> uh, but like that's why these older games can have this like longevity because they don't need to be perfect like they definitely don't need to be perfect with respect to their history they just need to acknowledge that that history exists and like mm. that's why like when you reboot a resident evil game you can fuck it up because it's not that we need the perfect reboot we just need you to say like we just need you to say hey this was the move back then, and it was problematic. But because it's a big studio, they want to have this like problem-free reboot move, and then are we talking about Resident free. Evil Five? Yes. <laughs> okay. That <is> exactly <laughs> what I was. Okay. But like that's what the difference between some of the Resident Evil like reboots, right? Like some of them were just like, "Hey, I'm just gonna like whoever's in charge is just kind of." going to do the thing with a different perspective and we're just going to acknowledge that the thing has weird moments and that which works was, really well which was the resident evil game in africa that was five five because yeah. i feel like that probably just shouldn't exist agreed yeah so that's because <laughs> the base game was bad and rebooting it doesn't fix the bad 
like would read anyone could have told five, you this. Well, no, but like so, four four changed it up, didn't it? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna now we're gonna we're gonna send you to like third Europe, and it's third per and it's third person, not fixed yeah. camera anymore. And then five's like, oh no, there's a virus in Africa. I mean, the go, and, yeah. go and shoot all of these I mean, fucking the weird African Spanish like, village. Oh no. The, the no, weird, no, no, no. The, the weird Spanish village would, was well, that's an indication of where that series was going. Was like, <laughs> as soon as you got an appreciation for fault. what might be problematic, you mm. could easily negotiate this this minefield. And the fact that people didn't have that appreciation and tried to negotiate the minefield is a different problem. Yeah, I think that's where that comes from. I think yeah. that game existed, whatever. Like, so many games are just so... Especially if you go back to the 80s and 90s, are just you're thinking, yeah. oh my god, this definitely wouldn't fly now. But Resident, right. Resident Evil 5 should absolutely have been released in 1985. <laughs> and no later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but it's like, just like, yeah, that it's more important like, that we acknowledge, okay, this was bad. And yeah, this is yeah, why. Not that, but, oh, you enjoyed the game, you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that at all. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. yes, absolutely. It's just, yeah. it's just that acknowledge it has its issues. But also, hilariously, like, mm. even in 1995, you could, have told, you could have easily predicted that the 1995 version of Resident Evil should have belonged to 1985. Like, <laughs> well, that's yeah. where it all falls apart, where it's like, actually, if I look at the time... No one was confused that this was a bad move, but they still did it. <sighs> but yeah. that's fine because it's a different problem. We're progressing, yeah. slowly, <laughs> but slowly, like, absolutely. Well, I think it matters. Like, yeah, I think getting... it does. It does matter. It does matter. And uh, you know, smaller games like A New Life help us to just tick over at that little bit more and to yeah. progress things that that little bit more. Um, yeah, and we're getting more sure. of these experiences. We're getting more of them, which is brilliant. Yep. You know, the amount of small, heartfelt, uh, emotional experiences we were getting five years ago were in the tens, yeah. in the single digits, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like smaller twine games have been around for you yeah, know, a good decade now. So it's like, yeah, that's a lot where people cut their teeth and. You know, start making games, and yeah, it's great seeing games from different perspectives. That's what we've always needed. Absolutely, instead of agreed. Yeah, big hulking dude with a gun in every game, which is great. Me with a gun. Yeah, look at those guns. Angry white man. Hey, (laughs) I'll um... shoot those aliens. It's fine. (laughs) No one else will. I'll do it. BJ uh, BJ Blazkowicz, uh, <laughs> angry, almost dead face in. BJ Blazkowicz wishes he could grow a beard like this. But like, hey. like it's crazy that even BJ Blazkowicz in like the last like Wolfenstein games is like a really relatable character. Yeah, and, like one of the best written in the last mm. ten years. So, <laughs> which is hey. crazy right. to think. I, f- I feel yeah. like we've. Um, I feel like Adol, you've had a topic on our. Conversations, just delving into so many different things this week. I was just saying, like, my, that's the way of saying you was played Kind of just thinking on everyone else's topic. Yeah, I mean, fun. we've talked about we talked about two games this week: Minecraft Dungeons and a New Life. But we have hit so many different yeah. talking points. Good, that Tangents is exactly are good. We even how got gun be. in there, and we did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have things to say. I think I should hold them on for next week. 
Ooh. What are they on? Just to give a preview. I mean, I literally finally hooked up the PSVR. Yep. So there's like a backlog of a couple games that I want to talk about. Um, But in general, like... Yeah, there's things we could have talked about today which were generically game-related. Shall we talk about weird peripherals next week? Because um, Yeah, let's do that. I mean, I'm well, going to see if I can do ooh. anything. Oh, so Lucy, yeah, that's a good thing. Lucy, you and I are going to figure out how to make sure that PS2 fucking yeah. uh, steering, steering wheel, wheel steering does as much as I can. Because yeah, because it's got... I've decided right now. It's got a scar. We're gonna it, try and no, figure out. No, no. We're gonna try and figure out how um, to make that do all it can do. Mm-hmm. But then also, I'm gonna try and figure out how to get some sort of VR hooked up to the computer I've got. Yes. Such that we can play the same game where you are playing <laughs> on a 2D screen with a wheel, and I'm playing with a controller or some other bullshit. With VR, <laughs> and we're gonna see what we think of that game. I like this. Yes. I've decided, and because I've been drinking enough, I'm just like, okay. I will do all kinds of peripheral support because I can figure that out. So yeah, between the two of us, yeah, we will do those things. Out. Yes. We're gonna get the screwdrivers out. Yeah. Not to burst everyone's bubble, but yeah. next week we may have a guest. <gasps> oh, right. Oh, they can join in on that fun topic. <laughs> So this may be a fun topic to end that episode on, <laughs> if... No, it, I will not ooh. put anyone through that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one is entirely right. Once like, we've said goodbye to our guest and yeah. we have an extra 20 minutes hour. to chat. Hour. Yeah. It'll be like an, <laughs> an hour to talk each other through yeah. the setup and like then actually play the game. You know, if you like talking about adapters, weird... <laughs> That can't be found anywhere. So yes, so we're, we we all have a beer related guest, I think. No, uh, beer related guest, a, a games related guest. We're do I say more beer? just in case it doesn't no, come off? No, right, no I, I just do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just Jeez talk it. about the beers. Let's talk about the beers that we drank. Uh, Adol, two beers um, you had from Polly's and from Polly's. The pause mm. was better than the arbor. Sorry, it's just it's it's like snap That's keep fair. like yeah. like uh, the arbor was interesting. I also recognized that it was a lighter beer in the face of having had the poise, but like yeah. the lemon lime was interesting, and like I think I could have multiple beers under the shroud of the arbor lemon lime. Like mm-hmm. I could probably just have a good night. Or afternoon in hot weather, and just be like, yeah, this works. But sure. the polys was just more nuanced. There's more going on, and I really liked that beer. Like it wasn't just. To be honest, if I if I push came to shove, the uh, arbor was like, yes, I'm doing lemon lime, but nothing more important or interesting. Mm-hmm. And the polys from the get go was like hey, these are interesting tastes going on and given that you're trying another beer later, you're probably going to have to like figure out what the base taste was versus the um, Arbor, which was I'm a lemon-lime beer, that's my base taste 
sure. explain it towards other things. So, like, if the police didn't have to sort of speak to the nuance on other things, I think it would have more notes. Mm. That's like, I, I just think it's a it's a more interesting bit. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm I'm going to agree with you against the Mucha Bueno as well. Uh, that the Polly's was a more interesting beer this week. Uh, that had a a more well-rounded uh, flavour. Uh, the Mucha Bueno, which gave me that little bit of stewed fruits, uh, which had a little bit of that sweetness creeping in, but not a huge amount. You know, when we were talking about the Polly's, we were saying about how that pineapple really kicked through, and that actually it 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 kind of uh, really push that very well whilst having these other flavors backing it up uh the basque land which was uh, a double ipa mucho bueno um was a good beer but it kind of felt a little bit one note the more i drank it okay uh you know it got those different sort of flavors happening in those initial sort of sips and trying to pick those things out but the more i drank it the more it just felt like that one sort of solid uh, quite strong stewed fruit tropical notes that didn't really move after maybe uh, you know after maybe a third of the glass. Right. For the, for the, for the other two thirds, it, it felt very samey throughout that flavour, um, and didn't um, didn't evolve or didn't open up as much as the polys did. And I agree, the polys was just uh, a, a very good beer which did a lot um so it, it is for me the polys this week as well which is the the daphne touch yeah nice mm. spanish uh, yes. spanish craft brew scene is really interesting it's, it's getting bigger like yeah got, it like, is garage and stuff like that so mm. uh trip to spain when we can go yeah mm-hmm. i completely agree yeah who knows when that will be yep Tomorrow, <laughs> uh, we're gonna so, drive you, there in Euro. Hey, <laughs> we get the we get the Euro tunnel over. Uh, we won't. Uh, I don't want to be around all the cold-filled, disease <laughs> people. Yeah. Even though it's not, not a disease, cooties. the government keeps saying this wow. is a disease. Wow, it's not ben. a disease. It's a yeah. virus. It's just, yeah. just, as a, a point of contention. Do you think anyone in the government I need has to get any out idea? What it's a about? virus. Uh, if you see a government official telling you it's a disease, tell them they're wrong. So, oh, oh, we'll finish there this week. Uh, if you want to get hold of us and tell us that our opinions on games or beers are wrong, you can do so in lots of different ways. At Tanks Upcast on Instagram or on Twitter, you can email us tanksupcast at gmail.com. You can get me at Nova underscore forty seven on all the socials or on PlayStation if you'd like to play. Yeah, uh, some games, some Streets of Rage Four, perhaps. You could join all of us on Streets of Rage Four by uh, befriending Lucy yeah. at Juicy Loose Nine, and uh, and I being our fourth like member on game. some kind of remote play experience. Yep, that game's Maybe. fun. That game's real fun. It is very fun. Yeah, absolutely, it'd be good to play full player from the from the start and see oh, how it hectic. progresses right. in difficulty. Mm. I mean. As a person who's never played the game, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you on there. And Lucy, you are I'm Juicy Nine. Though. 
Yes, you sorry. Are, okay, you be Cherry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, you're just everywhere. I mean, yes. I hope we don't have to stick to stereotypes. I don't want to be fucking Axel. <laughs> just the fucking no, rectangle with a head. <laughs> I want to be, I'll, I'll be Blaze instead. Um, white woman instead. Uh, Adol <laughs> is at the OmniArc. Almost everywhere except Twitch, which he is the underscore OmniArc. And may play some more Final Fantasy Seven, uh, which seems to be the thing you are streaming. Yeah, over yeah. Twitch. So the thing, the thing I am streaming is FF Seven remake, uh, but it is the Omniarch T H E O M N R O M N I R A R C H. It's also shared on this channel. Uh, I haven't played it in about a week and a half. Um, it seems like a undertaking. So to be honest, like. Mm. I almost streamed Animal Crossing earlier this week, Ooh. and I was like, I kind of hate this game. <laughs> oh, I've, 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 I've... So, Lucy... I've graduated Rehab. <laughs> I picked up all the weeds. I just succumbed to... No one likes gave up on wildlife. I picked up all the weeds. But also... You compromised your vision. Yeah, I know. But I realized that if I picked up all the weeds, I can probably convince the island that I should put the, like, museum on, like, level three and make people strive to go there, and I don't care if it's difficult. You compromise your vision, the dream's over. Yeah, the, the, there's no point in that game anymore. No, no it's right, like fine, my I'll whole vision it. was yeah, to have a nice this. kitchen. I'll, I'll go back got to nice Breath of the Wild without any notion of fruition. That's what I'll do. It sounds like what you've been doing with Animal Crossing. It's fine. Yeah, basically. Um, mm. The Switch is for babies, but babies play more games than anyone else, so I play more games <laughs> on Switch than anyone else. It's a good platform <laughs> to play games on. It's true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that's us this week. For another week, we have been tanked up. Bye-bye. Bye! Oh, go to Out of Lives on that. That one too. www.outoflives.net. <laughs>